Thank you, Jesus. I have a lofty goal to provide my family with a significant inheritance. Now you say, man, that sounds a little egotistical and that sounds a little arrogant. Just listen to me. I have a lofty goal of leaving a significant inheritance. The Bible, in fact, encourages me to leave my children and grandchildren an inheritance. In the Old Testament, there are specific guidelines about leaving an inheritance for your family. What happens to the family property? In the Old Testament, the firstborn was to receive twice as much land as his brothers. If a man had no sons, then his daughters could inherit his land. If there were no direct heirs, no sons, no daughters, then a man could leave his land to a favored servant. Somebody that had been faithful, somebody that he'd worked with and they'd built a relationship and, and you're like a son to me and I'm, I'm just going to give you everything I've got. <clears throat> or he could leave it to distant relatives. In the book of Proverbs 13.22, Solomon said, good people leave inheritance to their children's children. Now, do you know what children's children are? So, so, so the Bible says that not only do, do I, I need to leave something behind for my children, I need to leave something behind for my grandchildren. And some of you are thinking right now, ah, they ain't nothing for me alone, them. <coughs> I mean, we're just scraping through this thing. I, how in the world is that possible? I'm going to tell you how it's possible today. If I could. I like my family a lot. If I could, I'd leave them some houses with a few million dollars and I'm sure they'd appreciate it and enjoy it. In fact, let me just stop right there. My children and grandchildren have no qualms, doesn't bother them a bit, when I'm sitting in their midst for them to start talking about when dad dies, when grandpa dies, I'm getting the boat, I'm getting the house. I'm, they just talk like that in front of me. In fact, just yesterday, this is, just, this is the truth, just yesterday, Chad said, Dad, when that, uh, when that bunkhouse in Tennessee is mine, I am going to put deer skulls all over the walls. <clears throat> I don't know, sort of seems like maybe they just like to get rid of me. <laughs> Probably not going to happen for a day or two. I know they'd enjoy if I could leave them a bunch of stuff. But my goal has, has been and is to leave them something more substantial and valuable than material things. Amen. I'm aiming for something more than dollar bills houses and land and a whole bunch of mess that somebody has to deal with. Dylan told me not so long ago, he said, he said, Papa, he said, you're going to have to get rid of a bunch of that stuff. We don't want to deal with it when you're dead. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> I 
the question I want you to consider today is this. What are you leaving behind? What are you leaving behind? What are you leaving behind? Some people leave behind an empire of great wealth. Other people leave behind an impartation of knowledge that impacts people all around the globe. Men and women are often remembered and written about in books for generations to come because of their the heroic things they've done or their humanitarian accomplishments. But then there are those who are remembered for leaving behind a trail of deception, a boatload of trouble, a mountain of debt, and a reputation of hurting people. What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave behind? You will, are you listening? You will leave an inheritance of some kind behind. Will it be a blessing or will it be a curse? Look at your neighbor and say, it matters what you do. Go ahead and tell them it matters what kind of seed you plant. They're going to grow and they're going to produce a harvest. They always do. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. You sow trouble seeds, you're going to get trouble. You sow chaos seeds, you're going to get chaos. You sow blessing seeds, you're going to grow blessings. You sow joy seeds, you're going to sow joy, reap joy. You sow negativity, there ain't nobody going to want to be around you. (laughs) Most importantly, Most importantly, what kind of inheritance are you providing for your family? That's the message today. You notice I'm putting that in the present tense. Not the future tense, the present tense. What kind of inheritance are you providing for your family? It matters. You see, when you think of the word inheritance, you always think about something in the future, but today I'm going to show you that today you're providing something for your family, the people you love. I want to give you the definition of inheritance just so you know, in case you don't know. I believe you do know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It simply means to receive something from a predecessor. That's all it means. It means to receive something. The word inherit or inheritance simply means to receive something from a predecessor. Let's just put it this way. To receive something from somebody that's older than you are. And me and Miss Clara saying, there ain't nobody older than we are. So I don't guess we're going to get any more from anybody else. But we're leaving something behind. Every day that I live, every deed is a seed. Every day I'm planting some kind of seed. Every day. Every day I am, am, uh, there's somebody, including myself, reaping some kind of harvest for the seed that I've planted in the days past. It's happening. Grandma, let's, let's do this. Grandma doesn't have to be dead for you to inherit her big nose. Amen. Grandma doesn't have to be dead for you to inherit her runny nose. <clears throat> Dad doesn't have to be dead for you to inherit his big mouth or bald head. Son, I hope it skips your generation because I know how much you love your hair. 
I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade this bald head for the hair that I used to have because I had to take care of it. This is easy. (laughs) Have you ever heard somebody say, she acts just like her mother? Have you ever heard somebody, boy, that poor girl, she looks just like her mother? (laughs) Uh, Poor thing. I've heard, I've heard those statements. I'm sure you have too. What you are doing today will greatly impact the future of your family tomorrow. I'm going somewhere. I tell you, I, I, I am burdened and bothered by what I see happening in Christian families, among those who declare, I love the Lord Jesus Christ, I am a Christian, and then following a path that is contrary to the word of God. And it has brought us a long ways, I'll get to that in just a little while, but it has brought us a long ways down the long ro- uh, down a wrong road to the wrong place. Would you all say, hey, Today I started to do it and Pastor Randy stepped out for a minute. Would you all say hi, Pastor Randy, Pastor Tricia? Good morning. Great, great to see, great to see our family today. It's a good thing. In other words, are you working on your family's inheritance today? Are you working on, you are, are you working on your family's inheritance today? Will your children and grandchildren declare that you provided a great blessing for them? Or will they say, Oh God, you provided a mess of confusion. There was, you said one thing, but you'd done this and One time you said this, and then another time you said this, and one time you believe this, and another time you believe this, and I, um, will you provide an inheritance of blessing, or will you create a mess of confusion in your family? Hmm. Or will they say you provided dysfunction? or chaos for them. Are you willing, are you willing to make personal sacrifices for your family's future? Are you willing to make personal sacrifices for your family's future? You know what that means? You know what that means? You put yourself and your desires aside for the sake of your family because your family is more important. Their needs And their future is so much more important than what you want today. Amen. Amen. Every deed is a seed. I've already said that every deed is a seed. What kind of harvest will the seeds you are planting into your family produce? I'm, I'm wanting you to examine what kind of seeds are you planting into your family, what will they produce? And someone might be a little bit discouraged here today, but I want to tell you, don't quit planting good seed. You might be declaring, I've planted the word of God again and again and again, and I've lived a lifestyle that honors the Lord, and yet my family is, (coughs) someone in my family is on the run. There is a prodigal not living in my house. I want you to notice how the prodigal son's father, the perfect father, he planted perfect seed. And there was a time, there was a time when the prodigal come to his senses. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. There was a time when he realized how wrecked and how messed up his life was. 
and he said this, I'd be better off being a servant in my father's house than being where I am right now. I would be better off to run back home to daddy and beg for forgiveness than to stay in this condition and that's exactly what he done. And when he went home, he told his daddy, I'm not any good for anything. He said, I've sinned against you. <clears throat> I've sinned against God. And his daddy didn't even respond when he began to berate himself. But rather, he said, get a robe. Son, I want you to know that you're royalty. You ain't got any shoes on your feet. Get him some shoes and put them on his feet because you're not a slave. You see, his daddy, his daddy, his daddy was still planting seeds in his life. His dad was still telling him, this is, I don't care where you've been, what you've done. I want to tell you who God says you are. Get a ring. You're family. You're somebody. You matter. In fact, we're not going to have a talk about how bad you have been and how sorry you've done and how you've wasted everything in terrible living but instead we're going to kill the fatted calf and we're going to have a party because my son that's lost is now come home and so I just want you to know that if you'll plant and continue to plant the right seed those prodigals going to come back home. <clears throat> every great legacy, every great legacy begins with one person empowered by God. Every great inheritance, everything that we're able to pass on that is good is empowered by God. If your family is going to have a future, if your family is going to go to heaven, we need to plant seeds of truth. Absolute truth. The word of God is still the answer. Jesus is still the only way. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other uh, way, any, any, any other uh, means to the Father except through Jesus. And I am telling you that if we, listen, we're wringing our hands about what's going on in our world, but if we get on our knees and begin to pray and if we plant seeds of truth, we could see things different, maybe not in our world, but definitely in our families. Every dysfunctional and chaotic legacy. Oh, God. Every dysfunctional and chaotic legacy begins with one person without God or his word. I don't know how we think that we can run away from the creator that we can run away from his design for us, that we can do whatever we want to do and live however we want to live and somehow it's going to create something wonderful and beautiful. I am telling you the world we live in today, the, the America that we're living in today is the result of running directly away from the word of God compromising and accepting things that we would have never accepted or lived, lived like in past days. I am telling you, we still need the word of God to have a future for our families. Well, two or three of you like that. Are you passing on Are you passing on the inheritance from our predecessor? His name is God. Is that what you're passing on to your children? To your grandchildren? And your great-grandchildren? I am grateful to be healthy and strong enough to enjoy 
two great-grandchildren that we have, Cooper and Ellie. Ellie was at our house last night. She is so sweet. She's in her paw's arms right now. I don't know what she's going to call him. I've always been Pat Paul, but, uh, but Cooper decided that Chad is Paul, Pastor Steve is Paul, and I am Paul. And now he, is, now he calls me Paul Rick, and he calls Paul Steve, and I don't know if he calls him Paul Chad or not, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, I've just always been Papa, but that's changed. If I have, if God gives me the ability to continue in my right mind, and to have a little bit of strength, I intend to provide an inheritance that is worth more than anything that this world can ever give. I heard a little message, a little clip of a message, and a man was talking about if you take all of the things of the world, and if you if you take if you take the houses and the land and the talent and the and the, and, and the money and, and all of the stuff and you put it on the scale, Jesus still outweighs it all. You can't provide by worldly means a way for your family to inherit eternal life in heaven. Do you hear me? I said you cannot produce by human means an inheritance for your family to have eternal life. It comes through Christ and Christ alone. And so if we're going to give anything to our families, if we're going to provide anything to to them, let's provide to them the absolute truth of God's word. Let's walk in a way that we honor him. Let's lift him up in everything that we say and do in our, in our deeds and our actions. No, we'll never be perfect and we'll be flawed and we'll fall on our face. But we get back up and we repent and sometimes we need to even apologize to our family and say I'm sorry that I didn't get this right but I promise you with the help of God I'm going to do better. Are you passing on an inheritance from our predecessor, God, to your children and your children's children? The truth of God's word is the greatest inheritance that you can provide for your family. Nothing else in this world can compare to the value of the absolute truth found in the pages of the Bible. You can walk away. Listen, listen, look around. Look around at our nation. Look around at our nation. Look what's happening in this nation. Look at all the craziness in this nation. It is a direct result of walking away from absolute truth. I've lived long enough to know. I am not a novice. I am not a beginner. I have, I've been around for a few generations and I have seen the direction of this country and it is not better than it used to be. You say, yeah, it is. I got more stuff than I used to have. That doesn't mean there's anything better about what's happening in this land. I'm sure your kids. Oh, God. I'm sure your kids are learning about sports and music social media that you are providing for them. I didn't say there's anything wrong. I just said, but I'm sure that's happening. I'm sure your kids are getting some schooling at home or at the schoolhouse and you're pro, and 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 you, and, re, and you're requiring them to do their homework i'm i'm sure you're doing that why you're trying to provide an inheritance 
predecessor giving them what they need and every child needs an education to succeed in life. I'm sure that your kids are exposed to the hobbies you enjoy. And you encourage them to embrace them just like you have because you like it. And just because you like it, you want them to like it. And sometimes they embrace them and sometimes they don't. Come on, you're looking at me like I'm, that's foreign. It's not foreign. I've always loved to fish. You know what I took Chad doing? Fishing. Chad, was that you that got bit by a fish with teeth out of the White River? Neither one of us had ever seen one of them things before. And Chad had always learned to lip a fish. He should not have lipped that fish. It had sharp teeth. Was that a grass pike or something? I ain't never seen one since. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Do your kids know that there's an Old Testament and a New Testament? Are your children encouraged to read, watch Bible stories, or if they're a little bit older, to read the Bible? Are they encouraged to do that? Let me ask this. We provide them the kids' education. We provide them sports. We provide them music. We provide them social media. Do you ever read Bible stories to your children? I, I, I mean, we're here today and we're declaring, at least I'm declaring, this is vital. This is important. I've heard this way too many times. Well, I'm just going to let my kids decide for themselves. Well, that's the craziest statement in the world. You ain't never once let them decide for themselves whether they're going to go to school or not. You ain't never let them decide whether they're going to, whether they're going to uh, eventually clean up their room or not. You ain't never let them make the decision uh, 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 to, uh, if, they're, if they're 14 years old to go out with three 18-year-old girls on a date. <laughs> and then you look at me cross-eyed when I say you ought to train up your children in the way they should go. You ought to teach them about the things that are the most important. Well, they, they don't like them. They don't like doing school. They don't like doing homework. They don't like taking baths, especially if they're boys. I don't know about girls. I take two showers every day if I get the chance. (laughs) And most days I get the chance. I'm not a typical boy. I don't like to be dirty. Do your children ever hear you pray? Or do you ever pray with them? Pray for them. They don't want me to do that. Pray for them anyway. Pray for them anyway. Oh, have you taught them how to pray? Have you taught them the importance of prayer? Have you taught them that the word of God is absolute truth? And the words of the Bible create success physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. We are experiencing in the United States of America, I don't live in the rest of the world, so I don't know about the rest of the world, but we are experiencing the greatest spiritual warfare of my lifetime. If I live in, 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 in... Less than two months from now, I will be 67 years old. 
I've lived a while. I've seen a lot. And I can tell you, we're experiencing the greatest warfare of my lifetime and maybe in the history of our nation. Spiritual warfare. You see, everything is blamed on politics and everything is blamed on specific people. This is not about, listen, this is not about a political agenda. This is a satanic agenda to destroy the United States of America from within by getting her to reject the absolute truth of God's word. This is spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters, and you can't fight it with physical means. Should we go and vote? Yes, we should. Should we stand up for what is right and true? Should we have a voice? Yes, we should. But I am telling you, we need to do much more than that because that alone is not going to solve the problems of America. This kind comes by prayer and fasting and living according to the word of God. I don't know, I'm just a preacher that believes the word of God. I have, I have from, the, for, from the time I can remember, I have believed the word of God. I know what it's done in my life. I know what it's done in my family. I know what it's done in my ministry. I know what it's done in my finances. I know what it's done in my mind. I know, I, I know what the truth has done for me. I want it. I embrace it. I hold to it. Give me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. In fact, God says, there's coming a time in in the book of Hebrews, uh, the 12th chapter, verses 25 through 27 says this, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Can I I just say this? I say this word every once in a while and they tell me you're not supposed to say it. But can I just say it is stupid to ignore what God says. It is part of my vocabulary. And there are some things that are silly, some things that are ridiculous, and some things are stupid, and it is stupid to to ignore or reject the word of God. We will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke, From Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be moved. How can you sing a song? How can you say that? Because I am founded on the eternal, everlasting, unshakable word of God. And as long as that is my foundation, you can declare with me, I shall not be moved. Hold to the truth. Regardless of what your neighbor does, regardless of what your husband does, regardless of what your wife does, hold to the truth, buy the truth, and don't sell it. Satan and his demons. You can go ahead and tell somebody he's about done. Satan and his demons are working nonstop to remove everything that is true 
I, I want to make sure I, I got your attention again. I, I got you looking different directions and, and, and your mind started to wonder why you was talking to your neighbor. So I, I, I've got to tell you this again. Satan and his demons are working nonstop to remove everything that is true and right from our culture. In fact, Jesus told us the chosen of God would be deceived if it's possible. Satan intends to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. Kill, steal, and destroy. How do I know, how do I know, how do I know when the devil's around? How do I know when some of them demons are around? Because it is always his goal to steal, kill, and destroy. If that's happening around you, you need to recognize that there is an enemy from hell that is attacking you. If he's trying to steal your family, if he's trying to kill your salvation, if he's trying to destroy your eternal future, there is a devil at work. You need to take note and take authority over him in the name of Jesus and the word of God and not allow it to be so. The devil is at work. But so is God. That is why it's so important. Are you listening? I'm just getting old-fashioned again now. That's why it's important for you to know the word of God. I'm going to ask you, have you, did you at the beginning of the year, start a Bible reading program. There are many of them. Now, I don't do the programs. I just, I just decided this year I was starting at the New Testament. I'm through the New Testament, and now I'm, I'm in the book of Proverbs. And, and uh, you ought to read the book of Proverbs two or three or four times a year. It's, it's just a few chapters, not very long. It'll help you. Have you got a Bible reading program? I, I, I'd say, I'd say y'all, y'all not like me though. I'd say you can read it one time and you'll never forget it and because you have a mind like a steel trap and you just always got it and you never, see, never need to see that again. That's not me. If I don't see it often, I forget. I can't help it. The other day, my brother-in-law, we were going to Detroit, Michigan, and, and, and he was telling me, he said, it wasn't her, it was, it was his wife, Sherry. Sherry said, you remember when we were all in Tennessee in that, in that little brown pinto that you had that you got from the junkyard? <laughs> I said, I remember the pinto. John said, well, you, do you remember when everybody had to get out of the car except you and we had to help push it up the mountain because it didn't have enough power to get up it. I don't remember. You say, surely you'd remember that. I don't remember. But it must have happened. So the only way I'm going to remember that if I'm reminded continually, the only way that we're going to Remember God's word is continually looking into it. You you may have a better memory than me, but I, I am telling you, you need to have a plan to look at God's word. Because how in the how in the world are you provide a biblical inheritance? inheritance for your children if you don't know what Jesus said? How are you going to give them absolute truth if you don't know the absolute truth? All you can give them otherwise is your opinion 
and how you feel about a thing. But I am telling you what my family needs, what my son needs, what my grandchildren need, what my great-grandchildren need is absolute truth. What's going to sustain them, what's going to help them, and what is going to get them to heaven, the truth that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, God raised him up on the third day, and he lives forevermore. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It's important to know God's word, to practice the word of God. Feed it to your family. And be committed to being a part of a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church family. We need strength from each other. We need to work together. We need constant encouragement. Come on. Is it true? We need constant encouragement. I mean, we come and we worship together and that's an encouragement. And when the preacher gets up and starts preaching, and boy, that's good, that's good. And about, uh, and about 30 minutes, 20 minutes into it, boy, I wish he'd hurry up and get done. Wish he'd just get through. You know, I, I understand all that, but yet it's such an important thing. And then we get to serve in the community together and we get to work together. And, and we're, so much, we're so much better together than we are by ourselves. If Satan had his way, you and your family would end up in hell. Satan has his way because what's his goal? To kill, to steal, and destroy. That's his goal. You see, he convinced Eve to believe a partial truth. He always tells partial truths. You've got to be careful not to fall into that trap to believe a partial truth. And bite into something that you want no part of. Let's read these verses. I told you I'm about finished. I am. I've got about uh, three more scripture passages to read. I'm not going to elaborate on all of them, but I'm going to uh, read these in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, verses five through nine. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Can you just say that with me? And I must... Love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. And you must commit yourselves, you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Repeat them again and again to your children. Repeat them again and again to your children. Chad, do I ever pull out the Bible on you? How old are you? There goes my phone. I did not turn it off. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them. <coughs> now don't tell me about your children being grown. You can still pull the Bible out on them because it's still true. It's still right. It is still the way, the only way. <coughs> Talk about them. What? Talk about the scriptures when you are at home and when you're on the road. When you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Sounds like we need to be meditating, talking about having our minds stayed on the Word of God 24 7. Ah, yes! 
Now this is interesting. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. I'd never do that. How many of y'all got tattoos? <laughs> well, I sure ain't gonna put a Bible verse on my hand or on my forehead. <laughs> Why not? You don't mind putting the stuff all over the rest of your body. It's all right. <laughs> now we, we, I, I'm going to talk about this before I quit. I'm going to talk about this when I get done reading. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, the Word of God belongs absolutely everywhere in your life. The Word of God belongs absolutely everywhere in your life. Every part, every place, every day, every minute of every hour, every second, of every minute, the Word of God is a part of your life. It's a part of you. What kind of inheritance are you providing for your family? All right, let's go back to this. Please take note of the verse. Time on your hands and wear them on your forehead. Jewish families took a very small box and they tied it right here on the hand with some scriptures in it. Leather strap. Or they would take a very small box and tie it around their forehead so that they always had the word of God with them. <clears throat> I want you to notice what Satan done. Are, are you okay? I asked my, I asked Cooper all the time, are you okay? Satan has imitated the plan of God for you to have God's word even on your body, tied to you, a part of you. Satan is planning to put a mark, the mark of the beast on your head or on your forehead. And folks will actually believe a lie and be damned and think they're doing a good thing. I want that mark. It's the mark of hope. It's the mark of security. It's the mark that will enable me to buy and sell. It is the mark that'll make my family secure. It is the mark that'll send your family to hell. Is coming. What do you want tied to you? Folks, the inheritance that you're providing for your family is literally a matter of life and death, heaven or hell. The inheritance that you're providing for your family is a matter of life and death, heaven or hell. You say, I can't help what they think, what they believe. I, 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 you're absolutely right. But you better not only live the word, declare the word, preach the word, you'd better pray. The prayer of a righteous person it's really important. It avails much. Amen. Proverbs 22, 6 says this. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Psalms 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. In Psalms 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I might not sin against God. Come help me, please.
I want to ask you this last question. What kind of inheritance are you providing for your family? Oh, I got a big old life insurance policy. They'll be good. If all you can give them is some money, some houses and land and some stuff, you ain't give them nothing. You have not helped them. You have not blessed them. Because nine times out of ten, they're just going to fight over what you leave anyway. It's not a, a lot of times what people leave behind becomes a curse. They think if I can, if I can do all this, boy, 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 my family sure gonna love me even after I'm dead. Stop it. But if you provide them with a message of hope that changes their eternity and enables them to go to heaven and not to hell. Let me tell you something. They'll be running to find you when they get to heaven. They'll never forget you and they'll say thank you. Not for giving me, not for giving me a boat, not for giving me a house, not for giving me a parcel in Tennessee, but thank you. Thank you for giving me the truth. Thank you for giving me the word of God. Thank you for giving me the hope of eternal life in the presence of God. What do you want to provide for your family? What kind of inheritance are you going to give them? Well, is the inheritance that you're providing for your family, will it last beyond the days of this life? And will it help them get to heaven? If you're able, would you stand with me, please? <laughs> What's more important than your babies? What's more important than your grandbabies? What's more important than the family that God has given you? We preached about the scripture times. I, I, I remember Chad preached a message, actually brought in his Children are like arrows in a man's quiver. And we pulls them out and he sends them into the world. How are you going to send them into the world? How are you going to send them out? Oh God, it's important. I, I understand, I understand. I may have said it a hundred different ways today, but I want you to understand. I want you to understand. I want you to understand there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There is absolute truth and there is the satanic lies of this world that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I am telling you, I am telling you, you we need to get it right today. Not sometime off in the future, we need to get it right today. Joshua said, you go ahead and serve who you're going to serve. Whatever God you want to serve, you go ahead. But as for me and my house, serve the Lord. I made that decision a long, long time ago, and I'm still declaring it today. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I know everybody has to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I know they have to make their own decision. But as for me and my house, by faith, by faith, I am declaring that we're going to serve the Lord. By faith, I'm declaring we're going to go to heaven. By faith, I'm declaring that if they depart, they're going to come back. Hallelujah. Got good news, Pastor Steve will be back next week. <laughs> well, I just getting some mean looks. I... Do you appreciate Pastor Steve and Marie? Are you thankful for them? They are such a blessing. I'm so grateful that God sent them our way. So.
are at today. I don't, I don't care where you do it. I don't care if you do it right here or in the aisleway or on the back wall. If you have family here today, I want you to connect with family right now. Wait a minute, somebody go, somebody go get the kids. Somebody, 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 go help me, go get the kids. I, I want them in here. Go get all the kids. Get the kids out of the nursery. I want all the kids out of the nursery. Bring them all in here. Come on, get with your family. While they're all coming, get with your family. If you're not there, get with your family. I guess, I guess you, you're sitting with your family. How big is that? That is so cool. All right, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Corbin, Maggie, Jen, y'all get 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 with your family together. Oh, oh, Elijah's here. Elijah's here. Bring that. Bring them teenagers up here too. <coughs> oh, I guess you are all together. Isn't that cute? Get with your families. That's right. Get with your families. Get with your families. Tori, I, I don't know if anybody's getting the teenagers. I want them. They're coming. Okay, great. Look at this, so cool. I love it. They're so cool. This is important to me. I see. I don't know if they've got room for you back there or not, but Pastor Doug, you need to be with your family. Yeah. Family together. Now listen, I, I could care less at this moment if kids are making noise. I care less. It doesn't make any difference. I just want families together. She's so happy to see Grandma. I love it. I love it. I want you to. I want you to pray for your family. Want you to pray together with your family. Want you to pray together with your family. Dads, I want you to declare. I want you to declare over your family. I will provide an inheritance of life, of hope, an eternal inheritance. Want you to pray together as your family. I want you to pray, God, God, bring the prodigals in our family in. Save them, change them, redeem them. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, I am praying that these mom and dads and grandmas and grandpas will determine in their hearts that they're, they're going to declare truth. They're going to walk in righteousness. They're going to determined to walk upright before you for the sake of their family, for the sake of their homes, for the sake of their grandbabies. God, I am praying, I am praying that you, Lord, will help us to be determined to not allow the world to separate us from you. God, I pray that we'll be determined to teach and train our children in the way they should go. I am praying, God, that we'll never 
difference in our world through our families. God, I pray that young ladies and young men will grow up to love you. God, I pray that you'll raise up preachers and teachers and missionaries out of this place. I pray, God, that you'll raise up men and women from these young people that will go out into this world and live for you in spite of persecution, in spite of mockery, in spite of being, being laughed at. God, I am praying that they will determine in their heart that they're going to live for you. Help these families. Help these families. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Sing it, we belong to the Lord. Sing, we belong to the Lord. 